0: 98.3 On Thursday's Arts Edition of Subject ACT, where we explore local art from a curious and informed perspective. My name is Becca Postorino, Subject ACT Executive Producer and 26XFM Current Affo- Affairs Coordinator. Welcome to the program. Today we welcome an exceptional local talent to talk about her work, inspiration, and how she reinvented herself to become one of the most innovative and captivating artistic talents of Canberra. Canberra Canberra-based photographer Laurie Ciccini, welcome to Subject ACT. Wow, that was an intro. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You deserve it. (laughs) I'm sampling your website now, but... It says that you're an editorial fashion, beauty and fine art photographer. You're based in Australia and driven by your interests in the arts, you pursued formal studies in photography, completing a bachelor in photography at the Canberra Institute of of Technology, achieving numerous academic awards. And in 2015, you were appointed as a member of the ACT Australian Institute of Professional Photographers, the AI AIPP Council. Your photography work has been described as a motive and narrative, some of which can be dark and provoking, yet at the same time peaceful and beautiful. Laurie, your work has received numerous industry awards and accolades and you've been published in various art and fashion magazines, both nationally and internationally. So I'd like to hear your voice now. Laurie, where does your source of abundant creativity come from? Is it intuitive? Do you work... Or do you have to work at it?
1: Um, I think my best work is intuitive. It, it just comes to me. Um, when I do work at it, I work really hard at it and I seem to get blocked. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a creative process and it's something that um, comes from all sorts of different sources that I'm inspired by. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm working in a fine art nude series which um is personal work. Um and that's that's been intuitive. That's sort of really come to me um progressively over the last few months. And um it's at, at this stage I think it's my favourite
0: wow. body of work. That's really exciting. And I, I got to see one of your images which we'll talk about later. Laurie, I first met you at one of Lisa Lamartre's fabulous Canberra Wise Women or Canberra Wise Women events. Uh, you were sharing with an attentive audience your passage to success uh, with such humility. Why did you choose photography over any other art form?
1: Um, I think photography chose me, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> I... Um... I, I was sort of travelling through life not really knowing what I was doing with myself. I was in a job that um, was paying the bills basically but it, I knew it wasn't where my passion lied. I didn't wake up in the morning excited to go to work. I went to work because I had to um, and I sort of stumbled uh, upon photography. There was a few different sort of um, curses if you like that that, that brought me to that point. One of them being a holiday that I took uh, a few years ago. Where and, was that too? Um Well, it was overseas for... I was away for about nine weeks. So I travelled to Europe, Italy, um, Turkey, um, Greece wow. and Egypt. Um, and on the way back, I was in Dubai for a couple of days and... Um, Decided it was time to buy a camera on the last two days of nine weeks holiday. When when was that? What year was that? Two thousand and eight. You just said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, two thousand and eight. So um, so I walked into the store there and and decided I wanted to buy a professional camera because the little point and shoot that I had wasn't quite take wasn't quite capturing the, the the feeling. And that was that was the turning point for me when I realised that it wasn't the pictures that I was trying to take. It was actually a feeling I was trying to mm. I was trying to capture. So I thought what I needed was a professional camera <coughs> that I took away and then kept on shooting on automatic, not really knowing how to use it properly. So um, I decided that it was time that I went and did some kind of course that would teach me how to use the camera so that I could take these amazing photographs I was expecting to take. <laughs> um, but, of course, once I started learning about the camera, I was quickly realised that it wasn't actually the camera that was doing the work for me. It was what was in my head, and I just needed to know how to make that camera do what I wanted Mm. it to do to be able to capture those feelings Mm. so I sort of started on this journey from that point on um, you know looking at looking at what I was seeing in in a different light if you Mm. like realizing that you know it's not always what we see but how we are feeling at that particular moment Mm -hmm. that sort of makes it special for me Mm. um and you know i I guess it's a bit exciting that people sort of look at my work and think that it's exciting from their point of view obviously they they read into it what they like and Mm. so that makes it even more exciting for me that people have their own stories that they can read in my story Uh
0: um Laura, if I can get personal with you, I started off as a student photographer in a dark room in the 90s with safe lights and stop bath and feeling the texture of the paper and the liquid on my skin and the magic of the image appearing before my eyes, that, that was the magic for me. I'd like to know, because your images are so timeless in my view, you look at them and you feel, for me anyway, that I'm drawn into a, a different place in time. Where is the fascination for you in photography? (laughs) Where's the fascination? Um, Is it clicking the button? Is it getting onto the computer? Or or is it in different places at different times? Yeah,
1: it is different places at different times because sometimes, um, you know, I I often look at the camera as being just the tool that I use and and Photoshop is another tool that I use to be Mm. able to create my work. Um, I describe myself as an artist rather than a you know inverted commas photographer yes um because I do use different tools to create my work and and even the inspiration is part of my tools um
0: and and I think that's the operative word these are your tools they don't define you and I think that's where you separate from being that strict technical technically focused in my view please correct me if I'm wrong you know you're not dominated by your technology or by your tools. It's really something in your head that you need to get out. Is, is that right? I am the least techni- technical person That's... on this planet.
1: I have <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even know how to turn on the TV half the time.
0: But <laughs> um, your sense of light, I mean, as a photographer, an inactive, inert photographer that I call myself, to see your really, and, and I'm saying this with a critical eye, to see the way that you... Use light or create light or recreate light you you underestimate your sense of you know technique
1: oh thank you, but um I guess it's not even the light that i'm I'm analyzing when I take a picture it's really at the end of the day it's really a feeling that mm. I'm getting from it and and when I look through my viewfinder and I see that that image or I see what it is that I see that's what it is that does it for me i'm I'm not looking for light or I'm not looking for shapes I'm not looking for anything in particular I'm just looking for something that's going to just stop me dead Mm. so Um, it's a heart definitely Yeah, I'm definitely a touchy-feely person
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's no doubt about it I'm very visual that's I think personally speaking selfishly speaking that's that's really comforting and inspiring to hear because I think a lot of people would view photography as something that you you need to have a grasp of technology and a sort of being comfortable with the tools of the trade, which is your camera sure you do need that and obviously Mm. you've studied so yeah you're you're being humble yeah and look you know i i I went and studied
1: because i did want to know how to use the equipment so that i could use it properly Mm. um because it takes me a long time to understand stuff unless i actually (laughs) see it as well (laughs) ditto (laughs) (laughs) i need to i need to actually see it to understand it i can't read stuff and understand it i Mm. need to see it and i need to feel it
0: yes i I relate and i need to touch it yes and that touching you're obviously working in a studio with models and maybe stylists or you, you it looks like you style your own yeah you're, I you do. do your
1: styling I mostly do yeah unless I'm actually in a creative team where you know if I'm working for a magazine for example there's usually an art director and a mm. stylist who controls all of that stuff but mm. um, generally
0: I do look after my own styling mm. um. so your work is artistic and evocative as we've, we've, we've been talking about and otherworldly and striking your mastery of light is superb, I, I think. Oh, thank you. And so where do you begin your process? Is it is it a vision? Do you start with music? Um, is there a theme? Are you inspired by the subject matter or does that does that change in the moment?
1: Yeah, look, it usually does change. And, and as you were saying that, I was thinking of a couple of different series that I've worked on that um, that have been inspired by different things. One of them, for example, was a, um, <clears throat> I was away on a... Um, tour in Tasmania last year Mm -hmm. and um, you know I was with a group of photographers and we were walking running around you know looking at all sorts of things for 16 days and I I photographed a lot of crap (laughs) Um, I don't know what I was actually I think I just need I was just looking I wasn't really thinking of what I wanted to photograph I did have in the back of my mind because I do um, like to do my artistic nudes Um, but I didn't have a model on hand um it wasn't until the final um day that we're in Tasmania that I well the day before we left uh, we were on a deserted island that was uh, quite remote and um there no power no um there was nothing on the island we wow. had to bring our own food um and I managed to convince one of the photographers <laughs> that I was with to to come out with me you know 2 hours before our ferry came to pick us up um and we went off and took some photographs and you know the, the the most amazing nude art series that I've done is called Human Nature.
0: Human Nature.
1: Uh, yeah, and and that was just inspired by the location that I was in, mm. and, and you know the, my interests of course of course in um in the human body. Yes. Um, and then I go and do work that's so extravagant, and you know one series that I did was Ghost Stories. Um, and that was you know one image to, would take me a whole day to photograph. Wow. Um, it would take me. Endless amounts of time to organize, um, and that was with a full production team that I was with, and you know a series of eighteen images <clears throat> that took me months and months and months. Wow, so you know the inspiration from that actually came from the designer herself that I was working with and and her inspiration was a was a um an abandoned castle in mm-hmm. France, and um yeah, just sort of seeing um her vision and then when she was explaining her story to me and her. Inspiration. Then I started to see my own story, and that's what I wanted to create. Mm. So you do work collaboratively as well. You, yeah, yeah, I work with um,
0: huge, huge teams of people. Yes. So you were unconventionally older, uh, certainly not old, but you you were older when you began your journey to photographer. Can you share where it all began? That moment was it? That moment in. Uh, that stopover in Saudi Arabia when you got the camera was that was that the moment when you decided to take that leap into the technology or was it more after that point or was it before
1: um no I was still not knowing what I was doing with myself at that point um that was 2008 it wasn't until 2010 that I decided that um I went away again um and when I came back, I decided that I wanted to explore this photography thing a little bit more. Mm. Um, and, you know, I went to enrol in a course and was too late to get into the CIT course. Um, and we had to wait um, for 2011 to be able to get into the CIT. But once I got in there, and I think it was almost... Because I waited until like a few days before the course started, and I hadn't heard back, so I thought, oh, geez, I didn't get in, and I was hugely disappointed, <laughs> thinking I really want to do this. And at that point, I realised that how much I wanted yeah. to do it, and and sort of when I leapt into it, I was, you know, thinking I was still going to be a landscape photographer. Wow. Because, you know, I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm not going to disappoint anyone. I can be there on my own and in my own time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't like I don't like pressure. Although I work best when I'm under pressure. Sure
0: really interesting those um parodies or those paradoxes we discover within ourselves when we're in the situation and sometimes we don't know who we are until we're doing it correct yeah Mm. so often artists have to grapple with doubts and distractions I, i wouldn't call myself an artist but um when i've been in that creative process i definitely have to grapple with those things what do you say to those listeners today who might be questioning their abilities and their talents or even their potential? Um, About... Getting out there and being or doing or taking that leap of faith from wanting to be creative and not thinking that they are because there's some sort of limit.
1: Yeah, look, I think the thing that worked for me was um, not actually thinking about any of that stuff and just doing something that I could just throw myself into and completely almost be ignorant about what's happening around me. Like I don't – I try not to look at other photographers' work. I I, I sort of move away and I sort of become quite um, remote in my own mind um, and just not think about what anybody's thinking about my work. I try not to, which is really hard sometimes. Mm. But just almost eliminate everything around me to be able to just – focus just divulge in it yeah
0: yeah uh, you're tuned into xxfm 98.3 on Thursday's Arts Edition of Subject ACT my name is Becca Posterino the presenter of the program you've been listening to my conversation with Canberra-based fine arts photographer Laurie Cicchini sharing her path to photography Laurie what were some of the challenges of becoming a photographer or finding your way onto that path and how did you overcome them i think um the biggest challenge is actually thinking that you are
1: a photographer (laughs) or that you know at least some kind of artist because you're forever sort of doubting your abilities i guess that's just part of Mm. the parcel of the creative world um but I just had to start believing that what I was doing was okay, at least. Um, and I think I, I had a lot of encouragement by people around me, you know, people that I was working with are always um, quite encouraging and supportive. So um, just that push to just not mm. not put myself down all the time, because that's, you know, that's the big hindrances when you think you can't do something. So really just jump in and say, you know what, if it goes to crap, then mm. it goes to crap. And um, I'll move on.
0: Great attitude. <laughs> so your current work, which I had the great fortune of seeing yesterday, albeit on a computer screen, I can imagine what it would maybe look like to see it. Um, and I was captivated. Uh, you describe the work as, and I'm reading from what you've shared with me, as infinity between life and death. And it's the only image you have released in the series today the series is a set of images and in your perspective it's interpreting the human condition would you describe the image and from the process of creating this particular work of art what are you trying to convey about the human condition in this image if you can articulate it
1: yeah um this th- this particular image was something that was created a little bit spare of the moment actually um i was creating another Um, Image, and I was waiting for the second model to be ready. Um, So this first model was ready, and we also happened to have had a snake in the studio because that (laughs) was happened to have a snake. (laughs) There was a snake in the studio, (laughs) (laughs) and um, as we were waiting, the snake decided to take a little bit. We had the snake sort of roaming around the studio while everyone was getting ready, so that it wasn't trapped in a box.
0: Was that unsettling for you?
1: Oh no, actually, it wasn't as bad as I made it sound earlier. It's um, I've I've had him in the studio before. Um so he went for a little bit of a, I don't know, what do they do, slither? <laughs> <laughs> went for a bit of a slither around and he managed to find my skeleton, which I have sitting there. And he's gone for a little climb up into the skeleton and sort of in through the ribs. And as he was doing that, I, I actually had my little um, iPhone camera out and was videoing it. And, and I was thinking you know it it's so it it's got religious connotations i guess having mm. a snake and and having a skeleton and i i sort of started feeling this sense of death um obviously the skeleton but the snake has this has this element of evil um mm. something sinister going on um so i decided that um we should take advantage of the fact that snake was feeling quite comfortable inside the skeleton. And so I sort of described a little bit of a story to the model and I wanted her to feel something from it as well. Mm. So it's definitely collaborative in the sense mm. that I'm not, you know, asking people to pose for me. I ask for them to <clears throat> get a sense of a feeling.
0: <clears throat> so and she had to sort of dig into herself to bring up or imagine those yeah, feelings. actually, yeah. So not really modelling but acting. Mm
1: and then for me it's just finding that moment where i where i see it and and so you know i can be snapping 100 shots sure and and when i see that moment i know i've got it and i've got that feeling that i was feeling at the time when i was watching that snake coming in through that skeleton that sense of he's coming through death with his life yes um and taking the corners as he's coming through and just weaving himself through the skeleton and comes in and at the end i mean he's just created this beautiful what I called infinity so like an infinite sort of symbol there is um, that which is actually very um, similar to a tattoo that I've got which describes the struggles of life and then
0: comes out into a beautiful straight line infinity and from my perspective having seen the image it is that there is a beauty in that I guess you know off path and that the the intricacy and that design is actually where the shape of the snake becomes really interesting Hmm. so the metaphor for life is you know the straight path
1: yeah, and and the extra element for me was that it looked like a, um, <clears throat> I don't know much about music, but the the sort of musical.
0: Yeah, the treble
1: clef. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it's had that element of music, Musicality. which is important to to my sure. sort of inspiration as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely saw that treble clef as well. So it is a striking image and I can see from hearing your story that the model isn't modelling. She's, there is She's there is definitely an emotion that she's conveying in that image.
1: So yeah, well, absolutely. And that's what I want. You know, I want people to actually give me some kind of feeling rather than just to strike a pose. Mm. <clears throat> that's boring to me.
0: Laurie, again quoting from your website, in two thousand and sixteen, for the second consecutive year, uh, you were awarded the AI double P. ACT Illustrative Photographer of the Year and in 2015 you were also awarded the Australian Institute of Professional Photographers AIPP ACT Portrait Photographer of the Year. It's a mouthful. (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) tripping over my words here and you were also one of three finalists for the 2015 Australian Creative Photographer of the Year. I could go on There's, there's, there's four other sentences saying how you've really establish yourself as a recognised photographer. You're just doing what you're doing, but people are recognising this and they're they're feeling those things that you obviously feel too. They're responding in the same way. Is recognition important for an artist, honestly? Look, you know, what you've just said
1: there is all stuff that I know very, very well and yet it still blows me away that in such a short period I've been able to establish and and show my work and people have recognised it and awarded it. Um, you know, the Australian Institute of Professional Photography is, is, when I first started, I looked at them and thought, wow, these guys are like the, the beaming light of photography in Australia in terms of professionalism. Mm. And I just could never have imagined myself to be at that level. Um, 2015 was definitely a year that <laughs> just blew my <laughs> mind away to to have won
0: two categories in the ACT Um and international (laughs) photography awards the ipa i need to say that and you've also you also had in 2015 five honorable mentions in the fine art nudes that's important to say because that's your passion you know this is phenomenal i remember as a student photographer in melbourne tafe looking at those awards and the ai double p that was a that was a distant horizon that i would never ever reach you've you've done that incidentally in the first you know few years after your graduation I can imagine how that would feel but is that important to you to have that Um, peer recognition
1: I think it's important to me in that I know that I'm on the right path um, and that I've actually that I'm I'm not at an amateur level, yes, um, because you're always questioning your work and you know is it good enough, is it good enough um, and so that when you have peers who actually look at your work and be and are able to um, give you some kind of feedback, whether it's an award or whatever it might be, sure. that feedback is so important because th- that's the only way I can grow if if I have feedback because I can have my own feedback and keep on developing work, but in unless I actually have some kind of feedback in whatever form it might be um i think i might get stuck yes <clears throat> you know the challenges for me every year entering the awards is a challenge to 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 know that i i've i've become better than what yes. i was last year you know this year i've moved on and you know made my, my work is different to what it was last year and, and that's what is exciting for me sure. because I want my work to be different. I don't want to be stale. I don't want to be creating the same things over and over again. So the challenge is always there for me. Not so much to be um, competing with other photographers yes, with but your... competing with myself. I
0: relate to that. So is creative freedom important to you or are you more comfortable working to a brief or does it depend
1: Um, You know, it really depends. And and I'm really lucky in that when I am working to a brief that I'm, in most cases, chosen to work for that brief because they like my style. Mm. Um, That's why I'm doing the job. Um, I do like my own creative freedom as well, obviously, that, Mm. you know, you have no boundaries, then really the boundaries are endless. Mm. Um, So no, I I like both of them.
0: Sure. So... Do you have any exhibitions or events that you'd like to promote now? Obviously, if Infinity is one of many of a series within the um, series that you're doing on human condition at the moment.
1: Yeah, so um, I ha- haven't quite landed an exhibition for the human condition as yet. I'm still looking around for for the right place to show it. Mm-hmm. Um, Would I, that be in Canberra or? Um, I really don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't know where it will be. Okay. Um, there's there's so many opportunities out there. Um, I did receive an email this morning, which um, is outside of Australia. So, um, wow, that's yeah. exciting. It's yeah, it's exciting because it's uh, it's uh, a festival that's very, very, very well known. So wow. you can't you know, talk about it. Either. No,
0: well, if it's re- okay. if it's... it's real, then <laughs> we'll talk to um, you when it is real. Yeah, yeah. F- please. Um, so I guess as a uh, finally, I I wanted to ask. Um, you know for i guess photography has become ubiquitous you know on cameras you know everyone can press a button and and that's a great thing in my view as coming yeah. from a photographer it's great what what is it that encapsulates that photographer's mind is it you know obviously we've talked about tools being irrelevant what is it you talked about a feeling is is that really crucial to that sort of artistic Creative photographer is—is that what you think? Where we should begin when we're searching for that image or trying to arrive at that place within us where we're capturing something?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I can't speak for other photographers, but certainly my sense of beauty is captured in a feeling, in a sense of, you know, what I see is what I feel. Um, What I feel is then what I capture, and what Mm. you will see. So, you know, I, I think if if someone's looking for you know which way to go in terms of photography, the feeling for me has worked. Mm-hmm. and and that's what's it's made it. It's made it pure, it's made it original, it's made it me, um, and it's made it special. Mm. So you could be you know if you're really thinking about just capturing the perfect light and the perfect composition and the perfect pose or you know the perfect scene, then why? Mm. why are you capturing it you know what what is it that you're trying to say what is it are you trying to do are you just trying to master the, the camera and be technical or are you trying to capture something so I think I think the answer to your question is just you need to figure out what it is that you're actually doing and why you're doing it
0: mm. you're listening to Two 2XXFM 98.3 on Thursday's Arts Edition of Subject ACT my name is Becca Postorino the presenter of the program and i um, speaking to Laurie Cecchini. She is a Canberra-based artist and photographer. Thank you so much for joining us, Laurie. It's been really, really great to talk to you today. Oh, no, thank you so much for inviting me into the studio today. It's a pleasure. So Laurie is in the midst of creating a new body of work exploring the human condition. Not yet sure of where that will be exhibited, but we'll keep you posted when we find out, when Laurie finds out. If you're interested in seeing Laurie's work, her website is www l-o-r-i-a-n-a au backslash and to see her exquisite collection of work or you can follow her on facebook on laurie.chiccini.9 and next week more local grown artists on thursday's arts edition of subject act coming up next tim mccann and greg shannon bring us act at work Tune in to Subject ACT each weekday 8:30 till 9 a.m. on 2 xxfm 98.3, or stream us live on www.2XXFM.org.au/listen. My name is Becca Posterino, executive producer of Subject ACT. Thanks for your company. Enjoy your day.